This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode nine of Banging on the Drum. We're going to call this one Shotgun Starts the Playoffs. Uh, we have our buddy John on, and he shotgunned some sun drops for us. And I also shotgun one sun drop to pay off my bet. Um, kind of cool. We got our first sponsor, uh, Journey at Boutique is called, right, Mike? Yep. Journey at Boutique. So they're going to give us 30% off. Uh, promo code is going to be banging. We're going to have that in the show notes. I'm sure we'll tweet it out. But with Valentine's Day right around the corner, buy a nice gift so you don't have to turn to trying to win fantasy football for a hand job. Yeah, we got some nice stuff. And let me tell you guys, what is it? January, this is going to be coming out January 13th. So you got a month till Valentine's Day. Get on it. Journey at boutique.com. You get 30% off. And I mean, you can buy gift cards too. So if if your girl doesn't like you buying them clothes, I know I'm not very comfortable buying my girlfriend clothes, but they got a bunch of other stuff too, home goods and things along that line. I've checked it out today. It looks like some pretty nice stuff. So journeyaboutique.com, 30% off with promo code BANGIN. Um, that's our first All lowercase. Lower All lowercase. Okay. And that uh, company is ran by Mike's sisters. Mike, elaborate. Yep. So Little Boutique ran by my sisters. They do a bunch of stuff through there. Um, they support the community pretty well. Pretty yeah. cool. They're willing to give us 30% off, promo code banging. Make sure you go out. and you know, It's a local company. There's no reason not to support them. Yeah. No. And like I said, I look. They have nice stuff. February 14th is going to be just around the corner. Uh, don't shit the bed like I did last year. So, so Like we're I def- do most years. Yeah. yeah so let me. Let me add in there. My girlfriend, yeah, looked right away. And within the first 10 seconds, she's like, oh, my God, this this is a cute place. And then so I think I told her, hold on till we um, come out with this episode. And we're going to order some stuff. And I did the exact same thing with my fiance. So so it looks like some nice stuff. Journey at boutique.com. Um, we're going to have it in the episode notes. I'm sure we'll Facebook something out about it. But thank you. Um, for giving us that. So that was pretty cool. So we're going to lead this episode off right away. I'm going to kick it to Mike and we're going to go overs and unders for the week. What do you got? So my over is that I've got to spend a lot more like family time than I initially planned. Um, I get to be at home with the, the hoodlums and the wife uh, for an extra seven days, seven days that I wouldn't have had, which is been it's actually been really good right um the under is that uh it tested positive for covid and so i've been at been at home but uh mostly healthy uh had a runny nose early and for the most part i feel i feel pretty good so do you have to do anything when you're at your house like to separate from the kids like did they tell you anything like that so the two older ones, they did not tell me to do anything like that. And the two older ones, um, 
tested positive as well as be, and because we had so few symptoms, right? So I have almost none had a runny nose, which I thought was a regular cold that you get in winter. That's the way I lived my whole life. Right. So as a kid having a runny nose was like middle of the summer. I was the kid with the runny nose, right? That's the way I was. You were the one that would lick the snot too. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I had a runny nose my entire childhood. So when I get a runny nose, I think that that's just kind of like normal. Right. So I don't think that it's a sickness. And so I had that. My daughter had like woke up with a sore throat, which I guess in the winter isn't like crazy either. Right. She woke up with sore throat. She was coughing by like midday. She was fine. And so she's the reason we tested. She was coughing. She woke up with sore throat, kind of complained. We had some at home tests. We tested. She came up positive. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of stuffed up. Maybe like that's what it is. I'll, I'll test as well. And so I tested and then we tested my oldest son and he tested positive as well. No symptoms out of him and like nothing all week. They haven't really told us to stay away from the other kids. And I kind of did. So with a two-year-old, you kind of can't, I guess the wife could have completely taken care of him and I could have just avoided it, but I don't, I don't know. Not how Mike rolls. To, to some extent, I try not to, right? And the other thing is, is like, we assumed even if he doesn't test positive, that he just got a false negative because three other people in the household already had it. And I'm, I'm around him every day. Yeah. Did Kelly test too? She, uh, I don't, she hasn't tested since that point. She hasn't had any symptoms at all either. Yeah, just sticking around. I guess, yeah, at that point, you could probably just assume the whole house has COVID and do what you got to do with that. Um, so I think when three people tested positive, that's kind of where I went with it, is that we all have it and, you know, we'll isolate from everybody else. and Isolate from the five other people in the town for a while <laughs> and keep it yeah. going. But, yeah, no, I was like you as a kid. Like, I always, especially winter. I would always have like a runny nose and sore throat. Like that's been like one of my favorite parts about moving down South. Like I don't get sick like that anymore. Like every winter came around and I would have a sore throat. I would get strep throat once a year. My nose be stuffed up. So yeah, I would have probably just thought it was cold as well. I just don't get through winters without. And usually it's like a month, month and a half of like a runny nose where I'm like it's just bullshit. But yeah, no, no, I, I'm on your page. That, that's been a life changer about uh, moving down here. All right, we're gonna kick it over to Riley. Riley, what's your over and under for the week? Do we do Mike's under? Oh yeah, sorry. No, just kidding. Cut that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I totally. I didn't. Any, think anytime no, yeah, Riley. But... Anytime Riley says cut that, I'm keeping it in there. Fair enough. All right. Lesson learned. I won't say that. So my under it uh it got to under thirty degrees here in Texas, and uh, I've been down here for a year now, so I am not used to that. And I like deep down, I like came to terms that I'm just kind of weak. Like I just I can't 
if I go, like, I'm kind of a bitch now. Um, it hurts, but we'll keep moving forward. My over, I got my phone fixed. <laughs> I guess it pretty slow week here in, uh, in the apartments down here in Fort Worth. So, yeah. So what was, what was up with your phone again? And like, what, what was oh, the fix? I broke just get it. A new- I broke it like just the most ridiculous way. Like I just wasn't thinking. So we have storage outside on our balcony and that's where we keep our luggage. And I was going to fly up or I flew up to Wisconsin for things. Was it? It was for Christmas, excuse me. And I, so I was out there getting my luggage out and I put my phone on the railing and then I opened the door and then the phone must've fell off when it like hit the wall or something so it dropped and then hit the balcony below us. It has like metal railings, hit that down another level. And it was just shattered. It was, I couldn't use it for like probably a day. Cause every time I touched it, I would just start bleeding. Um, like I, I tried calling my mom, my ears started bleeding. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's, uh, it was good. It was much needed. I don't know why I waited this long. It's kind of pathetic of me, but. That's what you do when you're 23. Yeah. Did you take it in? Yeah. So I was due for upgrade anyways. So what they did was I have insurance on it. I didn't know that either. I, uh, <laughs> so I got a new phone through my, that insurance. So I get max trade value for my next phone. So I'll get my, I have to trade this phone again at the end of the week. But I mean, I'll have my new phone, I guess, at the end of the week. That shit is oh, awesome. Nice. So crazy. To, not crazy to me, I guess, but like that's one of the least things I look forward to is like dealing with your phone company and your cable company. I I hate to do a little ad, I guess, for Apple, but they made it nice now where they just put the two phones next to each other and they transfer everything. There's maybe like two or three apps that I had to remember a password for, but like Twitter was already logged in. Um, like Facebook, all that stuff. It was just like a new phone without me doing actual work. So that was actually kind of nice. Dang, that is pretty slick. Yeah. The airdrop stuff is pretty, is that like the technology they use? I think they use, I'm sure they use the iCloud, but I I honestly don't know. Some person from Verizon had it set. It it was some transfer mode where I don't know how they do it, but the screen just says they're transferring to the new phone and the other phone's just loading. So I don't know if that's technically through iCloud, but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. People smarter than us out there. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Thank God. No, ain't <laughs> nobody smarter than you, man. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. I'll roll into my under. So my under was like on vacation. I was eating whatever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted. And I knew that I gained some weight because like my shirts were getting to the point where like it used to like kind of like fit me, but now my belly like stuck out and it kind of like hung. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Definitely. But so so I was like, okay, I definitely gained some weight. And like I was like, okay, worst, worst case scenario, I gained like 15 pounds. And and I was just like wishful thinking to myself i'm a pretty optimistic person but yeah then i stepped on the scale definitely gained 20 pounds on a on a three-week vacation so 
So that was that was my under for the week was the actual reality check of stepping on a scale and being as fat as I as I thought I was or gaining as much weight as I thought I did. It was all muscle that you gained, right, Pat? I wish, dude. I started my workouts like like I was like, okay, I know one way to take care of this. So I was like, I'm gonna go back, back to my bread and butter, do what I used to do. And I was way weaker and everything too. So was it was it worth it at least? It was definitely worth it. Okay. It was a great trip. I'm hoping I can throw this shit pretty fast. I am so lucky. usually that weight that comes pretty quick, right? So uh took you three weeks to put on it won't come off in three weeks unless you're super strict in my experience it'll go off pretty quick too yeah it's quit drinking those fucking things no dude i'm on a diet i'm drinking the miller lights yeah yeah if you really want to lose some fucking weight water fucking meat veggies no i i switched from uh high life to miller light for a while so we're gonna see how that how that goes and then, then we'll pivot from there. And um, then my over for the week is the kitten that was like uh, pretty mean and scratching all the time, got comfortable and turned into a pretty sweet kitten. So now it only scratches a little bit, a little apprehensive when I go to pick it up. But, but other than that, it is pretty nice kitten. She likes attention now. So, so we flipped her. We turned her from a scared cat off the street into a sweet cat that's going to be in somebody else's home soon. And that's another over is we got someone to come and look at our kittens and it looks like they're going to get adopted together, which I was like keeping the sisters together. So pretty good over for the week, I would say. Pretty heroic of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're saints down here in Florida. Keeping the kittens, kittens on the street safe. Yeah, so we fostered a so we fostered a dog. I don't know. I guess like right after we got our, I don't know. Last night we saw Rudy, right? Um, so we have one that's still live and kicking. We fostered our other dog. And we were like, well, he's got heartworm. Uh, Rudy's got heartworm. We'll take in Oliver. We'll we'll see how you know how this shit goes. Like. Six weeks in, somebody's like calls this, like look at him, and we're like, "Nah, I think we'll just keep him." Yeah, we were invested at that point. Yeah, and we have a full house, so we have two dogs and a cat, and like we're not looking to buy a house anytime too soon. So like, it's a pretty tough sell. Like we're we're moving we're moving to Tallahassee here in the next couple of weeks, and. Like they're already like, oh, we have a two animal limit. So it's not like we could be like, oh, well, we bring in six animals. To the, but once yeah. once we get in and get settled in, we're going to smuggle foster kittens into our house. So I think we got that down. We've already done two batches. So this is our third batch. I've wanted to keep them by the end every single time. But, you know, you can't have six animals in an apartment. It's yeah. just not going to work. So, so that usually, usually is the bottom line there. With that being said, we're going to roll into our interview with John. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um, we, we hit on, on John's jail experiences pretty hard. So, so this isn't for the 
faint of heart here. Um, then, then we do get into John's a very, very good chef. Um, so, so early in the interview, a lot of jail talk. Um, I loved it. And then, then you'll see he, he's a shot, a soda shotgunning expert. And then we close it off with some, we break it down to what he does for a career. And like I said, he's a great chef. Does a good job. Now, welcome to the show, a guy who will do anything once and anything for a dollar. Our friend, Jonathan Samuel Kessler. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How's everyone doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Doing great, John. How are you? Better, better after every sip. So this one might get a little contentious with uh, John being kind of a jailbird and Mike being a being a jailer. Yep. So th- these guys might not get along too well. But for sure. So, so how we like to start out our interviews is we start with an intelligence test. Um, so we're going to be running you running you through uh, the ringer here just to see how smart you are. Okay. All right. You ready for your first question, John? Let's go. Let's go. What year was the Magna Carta signed? That would be 1215. All right. Nailed it. What year did Martin Luther come up with the 95 thesis? You know, it's a toughie. The religious reformation, John. Yeah, yeah. John's a Catholic I've, boy. Catholic school through and through. He doesn't. I got no mind. idea, but I'm what? Fifteen thirty-eight. Dude, you're pretty good. Fifteen seventeen. Okay. It. So it was just total guess. That's when you Catholics, when people started calling out your your Catholic no. bullshit, John. Fuck Martin Luther, not the not uh, King, but. Oh, first one. <laughs> yeah, that fucking guy. He just wanted people to be able to read. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, all right. So Riley, you got any questions in here? So with you being a chef, did you learn any culinary like tips in prison or in jail? Excuse me. In jail. I you know, I was my most of my jail time was a little before the chef dumb. But uh, I did see a guy make kind of like a pie, forget what he called it, out of flaming Hot Funyuns and ramen. You like crush <laughs> it all up, crush it all up, throw it in the bag, add some hot water, and you like put it under your pillow for a little bit, get it nice and hot, and then you take it out and you can eat that up. So that was pretty impressive. I was, that, I think that's kind of what started me on my culinary path, seeing that uh, and just realizing that anything's possible. Did you try any of that uh, type of thing? I don't think food? he was keen on sharing. Jail, you kind of gotta can't be and i'm not gonna be the guy to ask be like, hey, can I that? yeah fair enough fair enough yeah well, you, you could have done some trade and traded him a little favor there yeah i know <laughs> i, I should have thought about that i would always trade my my chips for apples oh. i would always give me the apples i was always hungry so all right my next question is have you ever cried in jail <laughs> i don't think so in jail I can't remember. I did spend my birthday in jail the one year. They served cake, which was that they didn't have to do that, but <laughs> they were uh, ready. I don't for think you. I've I don't think I've shed a tear, not at least out my eyes. I might have cried at other places in jail, but we'll keep that for a different different pod. Gotcha. I think I would cry if I was in jail. 
I think I would too. I think that like, <laughs> it, like it would crush me. It's not bad. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. You have a good time, play some spades, get some stories, do some push-ups. All right. So uh, what would you consider fun about it? Because I have a theory on this as well. Just like a little vacation. You get to meet new people, you know, people you probably never meet because they're behind bars. Yeah. So is the camaraderie in jail pretty good too? Yeah, a little bit. Usually there's usually a mix of people. You know, there's the one time there was a guy that slept the whole time, never only saw, he like woke up and was like, what day is it? That was the, or like Tuesday. And he's like, okay. And goes back to bed. Otherwise out the whole time. And then you get, you know, you get people that are constant pacing the whole time. So it's like a nice, it's a nice mix. And sometimes they'll throw a guy in, you know, middle of the night guys coming in. So it's like a nice, yeah, nice time. We, we were, we were talking uh, last week a little bit about Potterheads. Um, okay. And John's got an interesting story on how he became a Potterhead. Oh, yeah. So it was, uh, I don't remember the year or whatever, but we were in jail. Me and the guys just sitting around trying to find something. Um, One week it was playoff football, so that was great. Everybody was watching the games, you know, playoff football. But scrolling through the the channels and they had uh, ABC Family. It was Harry Potter weekend. So me and the boys just buckled down, grabbed our snacks, and just ran through. I think we got, like, the first four like what do you have for snacks in there like you can buy i mean you get you can buy like chips and shit like there's like a pretty extensive commissary you got to put the money on the books and then you can order a little snack they got like a little snack pack thing you can order and a lot of chips i don't remember all i would i wasn't there for most for very long so i was just kind of like not gonna try to spend money in here (laughs) Not gonna give Monroe County any, no. any extra cash. Yeah, because when I think about you in jail, I just see you behind bars, like frowning a little bit. So, <laughs> in my experience, jail isn't anything, or even prison. So I've worked, I've worked in prison and then in like a mental health facility, right, a secure mm-hmm. place, and uh, it's not like that at all. Like not even close. The first day I walked in, I walked down the hallway. And I'm with my boss, right? So first time I've ever been inside the prison. And like, there's just inmates like walking down the hall by themselves. Nobody's around them. I'm like, this is chaos. What is going on here? But that's every day. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So John, you got something to look forward to. Prison ain't that bad. Sounds great. And I did work at a fed place. So like probably a little bit uh, more lenient than like the state yeah but yeah i've only i've only done them in real county and i was very i gotta say great things about the new facility that they built a lot better great improvement high-tech state-of-the-art it was, it was cool it was nice to see the old and the new so definitely definitely recommend mineral county uh county that's jail. the place to be huh yeah yeah good times all right so for the people who don't know john too well he's I, I was trying to look up, I was looking up a word for just like a crazy person. I wouldn't describe you as like a crazy person, but like your past, you know, you would do, like I said, you do anything like once and anything for a dollar. Yeah, Got to try it out. Um, so we're going to lead into what's, what's the most hurt you've gotten from doing something dumb. And like, what was the injury, I guess. All right. That's a good one. I don't have any like real 
crazy injuries from doing something. Probably when I got my, my ankle ran over trying to jump out of a moving car. <laughs> that was probably the one. Um, it wasn't anything serious. Just I was, I was trying to get out of the moving car in front of the Piggly Wiggly. Thought it would be funny. Foot hit the wheel. Foot hit the tire. Got sucked under. Ran over the ankle. Um, still went inside. I think I was going inside to cash a check so we could buy weed. I think that was <laughs> that was what was happening at the time. Uh, so yeah, it it wasn't broken anything. I was still able to walk at a massive limp. Ankle was some big old cankles going on, but that was probably probably the worst one. Like I said, I've been fortunate fortunate enough not to have too many too many injuries, just a lot of stupidity. So didn't you have a concussion from like doing something on a bike one time? Oh yeah, that was uh <laughs> I forgot about that. That was I was going That's because you had a steal, concussion. Yeah, you know, I was going to steal cigars. Going to the store so we can steal cigars. Uh this was I was like 14 or something at the time. And then right riding the bikes to the store was going down the hill trying to be cool like to, i used to like to shake the wheel when i was going down hills just get a little something hit some sand got twisted up face first into the you know right on the road like i guess i blacked out blacked out for a little bit i um, love how how much crazy shit that you've done like most hurt you got was just trying to ride a bike oh yeah <laughs> it just speaks to I was your only riding a bike for like <laughs> what six seven years at that point so still still a little new and let's remember we were riding around with fucking helmets like today's kids yeah yeah no no helmet straight face into the into the concrete but i like the the trick that you were trying to do it wasn't even like taking your hands off and riding no, no i'll just shake it, was it. Just shaking the wheel a little bit and you grow, and you i need a little need a little more danger than just a bike bike with no helmet I guess so. You could have tried to do no hands at least. Right. All right. We're going to move to what is the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth slash eaten or drank? Well, that's also a good one. Um, yeah, you, you put a lot of stuff in your mouth that I know. Yeah. Lots it's a place, of people would you know, be... place for all things, anything once, sometimes twice. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've eaten some pretty gross things. Dead frog. Um, I've cracked. Cracked eggs, you know, raw eggs in the mouth, being hung over, almost puked. That was pretty gross. Um, I've done that one. I came out pretty yeah. clean on that one, surprisingly. I'm trying to think. Um, malort is pretty gross. If anybody's ever had malort, mm. disgusting. You, like, taste it for the whole day. It's like, ruins just the taste of your mouth. I'll pause real quick here. Have you ever had absinthe? Absinthe? Love absinthe. Big absinthe really? Guy. Yeah. Oh, man. I really I like the anise anise flavors i like the anise in the mouth dude i had it for the first time in brazil and like shots don't knock my face off much anymore like i'm pretty good at just like going with the flow of it yeah but man that one stopped me for a while i need it with like the sugar cube so they they put like sugary strawberry so it's probably even better but i don't like strawberries so okay i was screwed because yeah there's a spot downtown that does it and they'll like do the sugar cube, do it all nice. And I think they like burn the sugar cube and then pour the absinthe over it. It's an experience. But yeah, I love, love the stuff. All right. It's still the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth. Sorry. Yo, I derailed um, it. I can't remember the guy's name. 
Um, but, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't get real girl shouties. We used to do the, for fun, we used, well, I guess I wouldn't make it. My friends would make, you know, gross stuff for me to drink or eat. Um, a lot of Pepto-Bismol and nacho cheese mixed together. <laughs> that stuff was pretty gross, but nothing's really, you know, like popping. It's all, all gross, but I, you know, it just, just tastes bad. It doesn't gross me out too much. The, a big beetle. Yeah, the June bugs, yep. I guess a dead frog probably tops that one. Yeah, I was I was pretty drunk at that time, pretty drunk and high, so that one uh, didn't gross me out too much at the time. But yeah, that was licking cobwebs out of the wall. That was like a gross-off contest, which I took it down. Yeah, you are kind of a champion. John, so what, what do you think, like got you to this where you'll try anything else what happened in your like childhood that you're just like fuck it i'll do anything yeah yeah i get i get asked that question in different forms quite often believe it or not uh so you know i don't know i was just always kind of a little oppositional defiant always like to try stuff but i just always like to figure it out kind of for myself you know i don't want i don't want people telling me smoking crack is bad i gotta try it out and then be like yep not for me kind of how I've always been just gotta experience it been big on big on experiences well yeah, yeah. who knows maybe pepto-bismol and uh nacho cheese would have been good yeah yeah but see I tried it wasn't good now I know never doing that again yep yeah I don't think it helped that we were all kind of like we would egg John on to do stuff you you were yeah. uh you were our entertainment yep try to always like please people it's something kind of i think a lot of like chefs have that in them too where you like to like to please people see people happy that's kind of my love language is service so you know acts of service always trying to do stuff um and i just why say no when saying yes is more fun yeah no i respect that shit dude you've you've made me laugh hard over the years um riley you got any questions for um, you can move this around if you want to. This is more towards uh, shotgunning. When did you discover your talent for shotgunning? And what is the worst thing you've ever shotgunned? Um, so, yeah, I just, it was just one thing we would always do. You know, got to get the liquor, liquor, booze, whatever, in the system as quick as possible. So we would always do it. Not saying I'm the best, but I'll do it. Um, worst thing I've ever shotgunned. I'm trying to think. I think it would be, I'm pretty sure I did like a four loco, mm. um, shotgun to whole four loco, and that was not not good. I feel like there's yeah. kind of a couple other things in there. Um, but yeah, probably something like that. I remember the scariest one I've ever seen you do was like a whole beer bong of Bacardi. Yeah. I'm pretty, I, I was, was pretty sure we lost you that night. I was, I was into beer bonging a lot more as well. I was more of a beer bong than shotgun guy. Sure. Um, sure just a lot more force pushing it down. I know that was the uh, first time I went to jail. That was every beer I drank that night, I beer bongs and I lost count at like 22. And, and that's another just classic story. That's, that's so, a good one. So do you, do you want to let it go or do yeah. you want me well, to so I can, I can start it. So it was, we were at buddy's graduation party from high school. It was like my birthday weekend. So I was celebrating um we're out in the country thought it was thought it was good 
cops ended up coming. Somebody called it in. I was on diversion agreement probation at the time. So I was like, I can't, can't go to jail. Spoiler, end up in jail. <laughs> but I, uh, the cops came and he like opened up the door and I was ran, booked it. I was like, I'm booking it out into this field. And the cop just kind of like looked at me. He's like, didn't really, didn't take off after me or anything. I was the only one to run from that party. Only one to get caught. Only one to get a ticket. So that wasn't good. But yeah, I was out in the country trying to, you know, walk home. It was raining. I was walking through cornfields, walking into barbed wire. Uh, phone died. So then I was like, finally found a road that I was like, I'm pretty sure this road will take me back to Sparta, take me back home. So I was like walking on it and it's raining. I'm like soaked everything. And then I see like a car, car down the, see the car lights. And I'm like, that's gotta be, gotta be someone from the party looking for me. Right. Like that's what, that's what it's gotta be. So I was just kind of waiting there. And then I see it's a cop. I'm like, shit. So I just kind of crouched down in like some tall grass and I was like, maybe, maybe they didn't see me, but then he like pulled over and I was like, well, sick of walking in the rain, sick of whatever. I just hopped in with him, but turned out I was on the right way, was on the right way home. So 22 beers deep. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But yeah, there were light beers, so. what's that? So there were light beers. It was, it was high school. It was light beer. Yeah. You were on a diet. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's still right. a shit load of beer. <laughs> My, so I'll never forget the next day. Cause so you were, you were on the right path home and I yeah. was looking for you that night because that was one of the nights i was like i'm just gonna take it easy uh i'll i'll make sure everyone gets home all right i failed i failed in my mission but i was probably like drove past like right before the cop did so if you would have jumped in front of that car but whatever so riley uh alluded to john shotgunning stuff so so what some people don't, so he, he has the ability. So I wouldn't say John's the best person I've ever seen shotgun a beer. I, I know some guys that can put them down in seconds, but I have mm-hmm. never seen anybody shotgun soda like John and with uh, mine and Mike's challenge. So John doesn't listen to the show because he's an asshole one, yeah. but so he doesn't know even what's going on here. So we had a bet throughout the season. Whoever lost the bet was going to have to shotgun so many sun drops. It ended up only being one. So that was kind of a blessing. But we brought John on here to to show us how shotgunning sodas is done. So do you want to show the people a practice one? Or do you want me to put five minutes on the clock and we see how many sun drops you can put down? I think we can just throw the five right on the clock. All right, so and just go right into it. So. so it looks like you're sitting in like your living room here, John. Do you want to yep. like be in your kitchen or something so that if you're no, we're good. I got the it's like laminate flooring and like the fake hardwood floor, so we're good. I'm that, moving that, out of this place soon, so that's one All thing right. I didn't say was my biggest skill. We'll we'll see. It's going to be put to the test here. Wasn't so much the shotgunning, but it was sticking it. Like making the perfect hole. Yeah. Yeah. See, and the hole is the hole is a crucial part of the shotgunning. That's kind of the hole, obviously hole. Uh, but that's the <laughs> basis, you know, for everything. So that kind of 
determines how fast it's going to flow in. So the bigger the hole, faster the flow. So you got to, I always like to prep, prep the tops a little bit. You can't, can't crack the top, but I like to make sure it's easy to, to get open. You don't want to be fiddling around with it when you're trying to shotgun. And then, yeah, have a nice sized hole. You want to make sure there's no, no cuts or anything on the lip. I've had too many parties where I've had bloody lips from shotgun and beers. All right. So I was going to try to put the, the clock in the camera just for a video clip here, but we're not going to do that. You can just give me, give me minute minutes. And then once we get down to one, maybe one minute, 30 seconds, 15. I gotcha. I will go on you. So okay. once, once the first bit of sun drop hits your lips, that's when it's on. Okay. And see, this is another crucial step. You want to tilt the can so that the air bubble is at the top. So when you pierce it, nothing's spilling out. That's another, another step that our at-home listeners might not Is that know. a professional tool you have there, John? No, this is just a little knife. I've tried some professional professional tools, and I just don't think they work work the best. It's easy, but they don't make the best holes. I like a nice circular hole. I uh, think so you I tilt got, your can. I got I got one more question. What is your preferred style of piercing the can? What what What's your go-to? Yeah, so I usually use just like a knife, regular paring knife. I do a stick in, and then I do a twist. I think that helps so you don't get any rough edges, keep everything smooth. Um, and then I, I usually, if I'm not in a crunch for time, I'll usually kind of check it out and make sure I don't got any little, anything that'll get little cuts in there. Yeah, usually knife has kind of been my preferred tool. I'm not one of the guys that can do the thumbs. I'm not that, I've seen that happen, but I'm not, not that got, breed of human. I've got one in my life. I think it's the certain type of beer you can do. It with. Yeah, I don't know. Let's I don't know put on like a little PSA here, quick. If you're ten beers in, the knife might not be the best choice. Yeah, and also if you're, you know, if kids have your parents help you out with making the hole with the knife, don't be doing it yourself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, have an adult, have an adult use the knife, definitely. Yeah. All right, we're going on you, John. All right, I'm gonna get a make sure I got her lined up. Oh, you do it so lame. I know. It's like so precise. I don't like the I don't like the spill. It's not oh, for a reason. I'm going for it. I got some Clorox wipes when it's my turn. You're gonna really take that much time to just the first the first one I'm getting lined up. So yes, you, as you can see, we got the hole at the top, nothing spilling. It's pretty close. I would try to they show can't you a little see bit more. Shit. But... It's a podcast, John. True. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it up, all right? Clock is started. There's one one sun drop down. That one. was only ten seconds. You got four. Oh, you a got good 50. pace. You're gonna have to start opening those bitches faster. Should have had someone be my opener here. Oh, if, he's, was... if he's down in them every 10 seconds, he can take his time with the open <laughs> thing. All right, John, I got a request for you, though. Like, mm. tilt your computer in a different yeah. way so it can yep. tilt it back. Mm. Yeah, just a bit, because when you're leaning back, we're not seeing it. Okay. Clock got paused cool. while we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Two down. Four See, right now we got four carbonation problem. <laughs> this is always... The rough part. 
Apologize for all the burps, folks. I don't know if we can <laughs> no. take care we'll of that. Leave, we'll leave them in. Take care of it in editing. Add a little fart noise instead. Blurp, blurp it out. Oh, no. I don't want to puke either. I want you to. Uh, I don't want to puke on a national national podcast. Yeah, we get comes back up. Does that? In, yeah, Danny, international international podcast. Yeah, we got <laughs> people anything, all over the world listening to this. If anything comes up, does that one not count then? No, it's it's all gravy. However many he puts down. All right, we're going for three. Oh. <laughs> three down and three minutes and 50 seconds still to go. <laughs> so yeah, it's all the, the carbonation is the main problem, especially with, I feel like soda is harder than beers because it's a little more carbonated. <laughs> I can't believe you uh how so many like, root, how many root beer might be the worst huh root beer yeah i feel like that wouldn't be the the best yeah that one would hurt i forget what else i i shotgun something one time i can't what was it and it was like very carbonated very tingly going down all right gotta be like sprite or seven up maybe yeah it was, i think it was Ooh, one of those, yeah, those would be tough very effervescent things John, you still got three minutes and 45 seconds. I think I got one more burp and then we're good. <laughs> you got this. We got time. See, that's what you got to time management, folks. It's the main thing. Yeah, you're putting them down fast. I'm surprised how much time you still have left. I wish you had six of these things now, Pat. Uh, yeah, that's no. rough. That's, there, that's my, no... my limit was six and then I went to bed right after. I had to lay down. Ooh. <laughs> I'm already feeling the sugar kicking in, folks. <laughs> Feel the it'll sugar be, high coming on. It'll keep you up. I better not get behind the wheel after this, folks. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You might need a sip of whiskey in between these. Oh, that's a good idea. Kind of calm it down. I like that. See, that's what, that's what friends are for right there. Yep. You should be dumping the whiskey right down through the top of the can. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that called a snorkel shot. Oh. <laughs> they do take an energy drink and then you, they do the whole, you pour a little bit of the energy and then pour in vodka. And then when you do it, because I'll try to get it on camera, but it looks a little bit like a snorkel kind of coming out of the mouth, you know? Okay. All right. There's a whiskey. I'll try to show this snorkel. I don't know what side. <laughs> We get the lip. Wait, this is number four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was four. Oh God, dude, you still had two minutes and fifteen seconds left. I think yeah. You can get five down. I think I, I think I'm gonna tap out after that. Okay, I didn't run Look a at- clock. I didn't run a clock. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was thinking like, I think your time went up at one point. You're like, okay. oh, there's three and a half minutes left. And then it was like 25. It was it had been at least a minute. You're like, oh, now you have three minutes and 45 seconds left. What's going on here? What kind of whiskey are you drinking, John? Oh yeah. I'm drinking uh it's a bourbon, bourbon whiskey. It is actually um Woodson, Woodson bourbon whiskey, finishing wine barrels. So it's Charles Woodson's bourbon. Uh very good. Nice. I I didn't expect it to be as good as it as it is. I was kinda you know, sometimes you get like the people throw their names on it and you're like, all right, this is shit. But it's actually high quality bourbon. Same with his wines. Charles Woodson has some good wines, intercept. This is the name of his, his wine label. So he's got the wines in this one. Um, this one is actually finished in wine barrels. So I'm assuming I'm assuming they use the, the intercept wine barrels, finish the bourbon in it. But yeah, very smooth, quality whiskey. Sorry, I got to switch some stuff because I got to take some stuff off. So John finished four, no problem. Can you guys hear me good still? Yep. All right. So yeah, I think that was like 680 calories. If I'm doing my math right. Yeah. So all right. I think they're down to 240, which is like the standard soda. No, they're 170. 170 calories per soda. Was it the old ones that were 240 then? That might have been. I know they. I think they changed the recipe when they went nationwide. Yeah, I so and I didn't think it was like that drastic, like the 170 to 240 or whatever, but I thought that it was like 20 calories high for for Sundrop with the original one. Yeah, no, I feel like that seems drastic. I want to say they were probably yeah. one 190. No, so you're right. So they went from 190 to one. Yeah, I don't remember it being like that much, yeah. like that big of a jump. But I do remember that it was more when, like, when I was drinking in like early on in college or in high school. All right. Yeah, that was. Uh, what did we get? 180 grams of sugar, <laughs> right down the gullet, and then uh, 356, 356 percent of your daily allotted added sugars. All right. So I'm doing good. Guys- I'm good for a couple days on sugar. You are gonna see how tough John is, cause. I'm going to do mine right in here. The knife thing seemed like a good idea now. I'm going to try yeah. to show people the cheat code to doing this. Boom, baby. See, I'm not that bold. That's a veteran move. Oh, yeah. I've been sprayed in the face too many times. Uh, by <laughs> Yeah, I know you have. Not, not just shotgunning that I. <laughs> just sprayed in the face. We got yeah, it. Yeah. But then you get then you lick the key. Yo, gotta lick it. I haven't shotgunned anything for a while, so we're gonna see how this goes. Oh, it was pretty good, good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, you might just want to do this just for fun. Deer hunting, I'll I'll try it out. That was good. Yeah, no, I'm actually kind of impressed with myself on that one. 
Um, all right. Well, thank you, John, for coming on, showing us how how to shotgun some stuff, giving us uh, giving us some um, some good stories from jail. Anybody got anything else for John? Yeah, I got a couple of questions for John. More due to the culinary culinary side of things. What's the best place if you're going to sit down and you're going to eat to eat in the lacrosse area? Yeah. So I think, well, soon to be outside of the country club, obviously. So country club right now do great things. Soon to be restore public health. It's going to be the new, new number one. Um, Still waiting on, still waiting for the open date, but uh, right. I really like love child. I think that's a great, great restaurant. They do kind of Italian style cooking, a lot of pasta, um, just beautiful crafted dishes. Le Chateau is also great. I know the chef there, great guy. Um, it's a French, French style cooking. They got a beautiful little sweetheart table up top where you look over the, look over the street and everything. Beautiful spot uh, and beautiful food as well. So those are my top two. There's other great ones. Um, but those are my top two kind of like fine, fine dining ones. And so you mentioned a restaurant that is going to be opening shortly. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they were open for a couple of years. Um, closed down, had some problems with the chef and then I'm going to be, that's, I'm going to be moving to there shortly. So re, right, so that's going to be the best. It's called. That, so that'll be the best restaurant in lacrosse shortly. Yes, sir. Yep. Right. So what was the name of that again? Restore Public House, right by UWL. John, do you want to let that cat out of the bag? We can cut stuff. I think that'll be fine. I mean, I don't know. Nobody listens <laughs> yeah. to this shit, right? So nobody will. <laughs> there's, like, there's like 20 or 30 people. Yeah. Anybody um, that's an no. actual respected human being doesn't listen to it, but, you know, so. But yeah, no, no, it's fine. We can, uh, we can put that in there. I don't think anybody, I'm going to be letting them know soon. Hopefully, like I said, I'm just waiting. Got to get the bonus in first and then, I, then I can make the announcement. Sweet. All right. I'm going to wrap cool. this one. Um, so thank you for coming on, John, uh, showing us how to shotgun that stuff. Appreciated the tips. Yep. Help me shotgun that one even better. So Thank you for coming on, John. Yeah, thanks for having me. Keep on. Thanks, John. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. That was our interview with John. Uh, Let us know what you think about that. We're on Twitter at banging on the drum is our Twitter handle. Uh, We're on Facebook now. So hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you think. If you got our numbers, text us. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. What do what'd you guys think of it? No, no. John was a great interview. Um, he's got a lot of uh, life experience. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. That Like growing up with John was like, he was our amusement. Like we, we would like poke him with a stick and be like, he was the monkey we danced for. Some, some of the stuff I look back at and I'm like, ah. Oh. That was, we should have asked him to do that. Were you guys just assholes to John and John, like? Very much like, so, yes. Like, um, didn't, like, wasn't like, I'm not dealing with these fucking people anymore. If he I just was never John, did that. If I was John, that that's how I would have been. But John's awesome. And yeah, I think he knew 
it was always from love. Like everyone loves John, but like, if you really know John, you like John. That's, that's how he rolls. what do you think, Riley? I think it was, uh, it was interesting to say the least. I, I enjoyed it though. But like you said, I think he did it for the love of the game. Yeah. I think he genuinely likes to uh, put smiles on people's face, various ways. No, that that's great. Yeah. That's, that was, that's a good up. way to put it. Yeah. That's exactly. summed up very well. Yeah. And like, that's what I got from the interview to me is that he basically is like an entertainer of some sort. And like, that's how he knows how to do it, right? Yeah. And no, I I think to this day, like, if if he was a little bit older when, like, the Jackass crew came out and submitted some videos, he, he would hang with those boys for sure. And not and he wouldn't have been the pussy by, by any means. Like, he wouldn't have been the guy wimping out on any stunt, especially if you got guys like that acting. That's enough about John, stupid idiot. Uh, we're we're going to yeah. roll. Hey, John, download the fucking podcast and pretend to listen to it. I mean, Jesus Christ. Come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But he did know when the Magna Carta was signed just off the top of his head. So I thought for sure that he had been listening. And that's why he knew. Nope. Um, but I will say we used to do some prank phone calls back in the day, and that was that was a question that would get asked that like I ripped that question from John. I just kind of want to test his memory on that. All right. We're rolling into the people's favorite. Our next segment, Mike's spicy meatballs, but we're going to see if Riley has a spicy meatball. I definitely have a spicy meatball this week, but um, we're going to go, we're going to go Mike, Mike's spicy meatballs first. All right. So for me and during the, there's a few guys that listened to it. Um, we were in our uh, championship game Zoom meeting where we were watching the game and we were given given our Super Bowl picks last night. Um, if you missed it, you guys, you screwed up. I mean, you missed your opportunity for fame and fortune, right? For me, I got into it like a kind of a little bit of a Twitter beef with somebody who's mildly famous about whether games are fixed or not. What uh, what this guy said is there's no way the game is fixed. And the way he was looking at the game is that players don't fix the game, right? You can't help what happens in the game. And I agree with that. But the NFL can fix a game pretty quickly by giving the opportunity to the team that is down. And we're talking about the Raiders and the Chargers. Chargers are down by... 12 points, I think, late in that game. And they catch a ball at the sticks, and they go out and they measure it, and they don't show us any replays. They don't do anything with the with what's going on. And they move the ball ahead, you know, nine inches or whatever, whatever the fucking distance is. They say that, oh, he reached the line of game, and we're going to give him the first down. In a week five game, they never move that ball unless they have like really concrete, clear evidence. They're never going to move that ball. They're not going to like give the opportunity. Uh, the Chargers get probably like five fourth downs, and they end up getting a pass interference on one. So they they move forward in the game. 
I'm not saying the NFL's rigging that game, right? But to pretend that it's not a possibility is pretty stupid, right? That the NFL calls in during that commercial break from the time they catch the ball right close to the sticks and the time that like they change the spot of the ball to pretend that it isn't possible that the NFL says, let's make sure that this get, this is a game, the last game of the year. Um, if it ends up in a tie, you know, it fucks a whole team out of the playoffs. Um, just some weird shit could happen during that game to pretend that a billion dollar corporation doesn't want more eyes on their game is silly for me. I don't want to say that they're rigging games because I don't think that they are. I don't think that the NFL is calling down and doing shit like that. But to pretend that it isn't possible is kind of stupid. Yeah. You know, and so I got into Twitter beef with a guy that said, oh, there's no way it's possible. If they would have just dropped that ball and it's fourth and 10 and they can't, or it's, they, it's a turnover on downs right there, instead of being six inches, it was 10 yards. Then there's nothing the NFL can do, right? So they can't fix that game. But when it's a foot, they can fix that game. Oh, it was there. And to be fair, it did look close. It was close. No, I think he got it, but I definitely think there's a point there. I would call that like the Mario Kart effect. Oh, interesting. Explain the Mario Kart effect. So, you know, when you're down in Mario Kart, like I usually am, like you get better (laughs) gifts. Like, I was never a good Mario Kart player. But Wait, I is that a real that. thing? Yeah, no. Like, if you're down in Mario Kart, they, like. I had no idea that they gave you better, like, opportunities in Mario Kart, right? So, you get red shells instead of green shells. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff like right? that. So I mean, like, so I'm talking, like, 1993 Mario Kart or whenever it came out. Um, yeah. But red, green, red shells instead of green shells are, like, green shells instead of bananas. Depending on your placement. Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, maybe you can get lucky. Like some, I think the percentages swing. So if you're in last place in Mario Kart, like the last place person is the one that's getting like the lightning bolt that slows everybody down and, and you can catch up. So that's what I would call that game. A little Mario Kart effectish. The play you have in question. I watched it again. I do think he got it, but like, I, I think we're I, I get what you're saying. It's right. like they didn't really like elaborate on it or like that. Like you they come didn't elaborate on it. I think the NFL never or the officials never moved that spot in a like a week, five, six, 12, 13 game. Yeah. Yeah. But right? I think so they just say there's no evidence to move it. Yeah. They never move it a foot. Cause he caught it on the ground and he was short of the line of game. And then he in the initial it. one yeah. challenge. Yep. Yeah. And he turned over and got tough. Yeah, it was close. But yeah, I get what you I would get what you're saying. I well, I can eat that spicy meatball. Riley, how about you? You got any spicy meatballs? I uh yeah, I texted you guys this more out of frustration. Um today's actually the anniversary of the Des caught it, um, which he didn't catch it. Um and I live down here in Fort Worth. So I get, I've gotten a lot of talk about that. 
And I just want to say that shouldn't even be a conversation now. One, because the rules are the rules. It yes, it, it was close, but it wasn't a catch. And two, you're given the MVP of the league that year four minutes to score, which he's done against that same team in you know a minute and a half or under a minute, and in important games. So yeah, I guess that's more of a TED talk. But I just, I just think as it shouldn't even be a conversation anymore. I don't. I think there's not enough there for Dallas fans to complain about that. Yeah. So you you gave me another spicy meatball for this one. So you text us that, and I was like, okay. And I mean, I think if you were on Twitter, you would just see it out there, like, oh, this seven year anniversary of it. And in my head, like, it was always like, okay, it was definitely a catch. I watched it today, and I was like. Okay, it's iffy. So, yeah, no, I don't give a shit about that. But I think that's a good spicy meatball. No catch, whatever. Why are people still talking about this? So my first spicy meatball is, so you know how there's the crowd out there that's like, oh, the Packers get all the calls. I think the crowd out there that can bat the people that say the Packers get all the calls is more annoying than the people who say the Packers get all the calls. Like, why do you give a shit? I don't know. That's how I feel about it. It's like, people are like, Oh, the Packers get all the calls. I'm like, okay, we all sit here and watch the games. Like we know whatever, like, sure. We get a call here. Sure. We get screwed out of call there. Like that doesn't bother me at all. That's football. Like, I don't get the need to go out and just see, like, then, then we get screwed on play. Like, now we got to tweet, like, see, we don't get all the calls. And then, like, then those people, like, that that crowd is a crowd I'll never, never get into. All right, I'm going to move on to my next spicy meatball. So, Riley triggered that, that uh, spicy meatball in me that we went down a couple back roads on that one. Um, but I don't think Sal Palantonio has ever left Philadelphia. I need proof. He's always Fair in Philadelphia. Enough. I don't know that he. I don't know that he has either. <laughs> He's like Charlie from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." He He's might have pro- traveled with the team to like an NFC Championship game. No, I think they just like uh, whatever you know, crop him in into the scene. I'm pretty sure he's afraid to leave Philadelphia. That's my spicy meatball. Sal Palantonio has never left. He was born in Philadelphia and he has never left Philadelphia in his I'll life. take it. I, I, I'll accept this as like fact from now on. That's, that's my new fact. Sal Palantonio never left the city. Yeah. No, pay attention to it, dude. He's never not in Philadelphia. Like, well, yeah, he's definitely the Philadelphia guy, and he's been the Philadelphia guy for fucking ever, forever. Never has left. But it's funny, though. So, like, I'm trying to, like, is it Ed Werner that's Dallas's dude? But so the NFC East, the NFC East definitely has guys, but like, I remember when like the Favre stuff was going on and there was stuff happening in the Vikings. Like at least Rachel Nichols was like in Green Bay, then in Minneapolis, then in Detroit. <laughs> Sal Palantonio has never left Philadelphia. 
Like not once. All right. I'll accept that. All right. And that is spicy meatballs for the week. After the spicy meatballs, we're going to roll into last week's pick slash the sun drop challenge, the final week. As you've seen in the interview, I lost the sun drop challenge. So I had to shotgun that one uh, this week in the sun drop challenge. I think it was the only week where we were both in the red. I could be wrong about that. Mike did Sounds go right. perfect hitting his double dog every week of the year and still ended up down 190 bing bongs at the end of it. Um, or yeah, 190 down 190 for the week, but plus 970 bing bongs on a year. And that will buy you a ton of sun drops. That was a good year, Mike. Uh, yeah. So it's only a week 11 or whatever on something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a, especially going against the whole field. Yeah. No, I I'm impressed by nine, nine seventy. And then me still. So I ended up this week down negative one twenty but I ended up plus 320 on the year. So that's, uh, that's still really good. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll take 320 bing bongs and go have a fun night. Um, but yeah, so all in all, pretty, pretty good year for us. We did add the triple stamp last week, uh, triple stamps. Uh, if you're smart, you'll learn to fade them because we were three and five. So when I first wrote that line, I thought we were two and five. So three and five, I mean, whatever, not so bad, but we definitely cursed, cursed some picks. So we're going in. We actually won three of those. We did. Riley, do you have your locks breakdown? How'd you do in your locks for this week? Okay. So I don't have the results right here, but just my, in terms of prop locks, yeah, I went 50%. I, the over on the Cowboys and Eagles hit, I, that was pretty easy. Saints and Falcons under 40, lost. Bears, Vikings under 44, lost. And like uh, Pat said earlier, uh, uh, Bucks minus eight, easy hit. So 50-50. So you lost money if you bet with Riley on his locks. But uh, yeah, just I a mean, little you'll, bit. You're still you'll learned, you'll you'll learned only to lost fade. the juice. That's a not too bad. You yeah. can deal with just losing. And to be fair, I had a prop lock too. I I was so high on Tariq Hill being over 64 and a half yards and got hurt in warm-ups. Stuff like that, I feel like, just kind of doomed us. And like what Mike did, said earlier. Did he it? play during the game? I think he had one or two receptions, but he maybe played 20, 20, 15, 20% of the snaps. Yeah, I was paying attention to your prop. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, maybe he walked back in, but yeah, no. All right, moving on to the Wisconsin minute. Uh, hopefully, we only do take about a minute on this one. So, all of us took the Packers minus minus two point five, um, but the Packers end up losing thirty to thirty seven. Uh, I'll let somebody else take the lead on this game and just to see what you guys have to say, because I have a, a very little bit to say about this game because I didn't care. 
Yeah, I, I agree with Pat. I uh, didn't get much out of this game. Um, I think the Lions played well. <laughs> I I didn't get much out of this, to be honest. I think this game isn't going to um, give any indicators on how the playoffs will go. So, yeah. So, uh, Jordan Love was significantly better against the Lions than he was against the Chiefs. And he was way more accurate than I anticipated it. So this is my take on Jordan Love. Like I, I've heard a bunch of people say that, and I just don't get where people are getting that from. Like the accuracy part. Well, I get what accuracy is obviously, I know that's not what you're saying. To me, like it was very much like eating a carrot. Like it was fine, but I don't get how you get it. You you get out of that game. Give that one touch pass to Davis. That was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So he that, had that was when the ca- carrot got dipped in ranch. Was that throw to <laughs> Davis? But other than that, man, I. I don't get how people are like, oh yeah, he was, he looked significantly better. Cause so in the, my mind, he didn't. So the miss to Rogers in the end zone, right? So he misses that pass. That's on Rogers. Um, there's, I want to say there was another pass that was dropped. Yeah. The Davis like, one, like beautiful dime. Right. But even, so even Rogers, the end zone pass, you know, Rodgers is oh, you know, it's not an easy catch. It's not an easy catch, right, by any means. But he put that in the spot that you need to put that in, yeah. right? And that's what I mean when his accuracy fell. And I want to say that I saw like three or four of those that he put where he needs to put the ball, right? Whether the guy uh, – so the touchdown where uh, the tight end has to reach above his head to get it. Yeah, and. He misses it. That's the Davis. You're saying that's the Davis. Yeah. There was at least two other throws where he was like on it, where he put it where it was supposed to be, and either the guy caught it or didn't. It didn't change the outcome of the game. And then I would say that his interception's late. So the first one is on Rodgers. He bounces that ball up, right, and then the guy catches it. Um, if you just kind of let that ball go, that, that extends that series. And then the second one is a mistake on love, right? So he makes a rash decision, tries to throw it quick. And if he steps up in the pocket there, he can change what that plays. Now, you could get caught stepping up in the pocket and get sacked. I don't know what exactly happens if he steps up in the pocket. If I remember correctly, I thought if he can like scrape through that arm tackle, which he's a big dude, like generally like really good athletes can, then you could create different timing. Yeah. So I did think the second interception was on. So yeah, that doesn't concern me that those interceptions don't concern me. No. And and I think he felt like he needed to make a play on the second interception. So it's like, right. Yeah. You need like to he's go down. pressured to like score the winning touchdown. But yeah, that all I'm saying about him is like, I wasn't impressed, but I wasn't 
unimpressed either. Like, like I said, it, it was just like, I don't get how someone could leave that game and be like, oh, okay, yeah, he's the man. Or I don't get how somebody could come out of that game and he's like, oh, no, he's just dog shit. Like, he's not going to be good. Like, I, I, I didn't after that game, you definitely can't write him off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he didn't gain any stock or lose any stock, in my opinion. So, my so he gained maybe not a lot, but he gained in my mind. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. So my BJ is going to go out to Amon Russ St. Brown. Uh, he gets my BJ. He was all over the field for for Detroit. And the only other reason is I picked the wrong St. Brown for my fantasy. I was trying to do the banging on the drum all Packers. So I seen St. Brown in there, and I picked St. Brown. And I picked Detroit St. Brown, which ended up being a better decision than them picking oh, yeah. Packers St. Brown. For sure. All right. So now we're going to roll in. Riley, get it ready. Uh, Bucks in 6D seconds. Yeah. So it wasn't a good week for the Milwaukee Bucks franchise. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. It was just, it was really disappointing. We went one and three in the game, uh, the games, but our one win did come against the Brooklyn Nets, which arguably is our biggest competition in the Eastern Conference with our losses being to the Raptors, who I believe are like 22 and 13. So they're a solid team. Uh, The Hornets are hovering around 500. We lost them twice, both in Charlotte. Like I said, we continue to struggle against the teams we should be beating, which again, I think that's one of those things that will even out in the end of the season. Uh, the Bucks also made a pretty controversial move in cutting uh, Demarcus Cousins, our dog. And, I know, and signing Lance and Galloway to a 10-day contract. Boogie Cousins, I think that's kind of a. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have cut him. I think he deserved a, a contract through the rest of the season. But I think they did it for roster flexibility. Brooke Lopez will be coming back after surgery soon. And then this week, we played the Golden State Warriors, who who are probably the best team in the NBA right now. Clay, uh, why am I blood? Clay Thomas? Thompson. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Clay Thompson came back from injury for the first time, and I think, too. Golden State's playing really well. We'll play them at home. We play the Raptors, who we lost to last week. And then we play at. Um, Atlanta, who we played last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they are struggling this year. So hopefully we steal two of those games, but it'll be a tough stretch of games. All right. That was Bucks in 60 seconds. But yeah, the only the only game I got to watch from front to back this year was them whooping the Nets ass. So I felt pretty good. I was like, okay, we're, good we're sitting good. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so from there. Um, I don't know what we want to do. I kind of want to do something for everybody to do some sort of playoff challenge. So maybe we're going to try to figure something out, but right now, so Mike won the regular season crown, uh, in the sun drop challenge. So we're going to do the playoff sun drop challenge. Hopefully if you are listening to this, we're going to have some other sort of challenge out there for you. 
we just haven't found the right one. So if we just want a site to do the work for us. At least that's what I want because I don't want to take everybody's picks and weigh them. We looked at the ESPN one, but the ESPN one. So we just want your picks against the spread. And I'm going to find a way to get your picks against the spread on a website that just does it for me. And then we're going to be tweeting and Facebooking out the link. Winner of that is going to be taken home. What what should we give them? A $20 uh, Coney Island gift card? Yeah, I um, think that I think that works or some sun drop, something along those lines. $20. So that's what I'll say. I'll do it out of my pocket. The $20 Coney Island gift card. So once you win, you'll just have to either DM me, ask for my number or whatever, text me your address, and I will send you a $20 Coney Island gift card. If you don't live in an area with Coney Island, that's just too fucking bad. So that's what you're getting. Other than that, we'll we'll give away some sundrop. But we're gonna roll into our picks for the week. And Riley is involved in this one. And for a punishment, we're just gonna for now. I mean, unless you guys have something good off the top of your head, how we're gonna punish people. I was gonna just roll back with someone else is gonna have the shotgun of sundrop. Cause I got shot, I got sundrop on deck. How many did you have to get? I just had to buy a 12 pack. They don't sell cans. So they sell singles of bottles down here. And that's more my jam anyways. But yeah, so I will definitely save some just in case I lost. Because the last time I made that bet, I was so sure I was going to win it. Didn't think I was going to have to do it. But to be 100% honest, it was actually pretty good. I think someone (laughs) should try that. It's the only way I'm going to drink them now. I wonder how John's doing right now. Acid reflux laying in battle. He's probably <laughs> fucking. He's probably fucking sleeping. I he's love like how baby. I love how he like thought I was actually keeping the time, and it was like a ten minute span. I think at the end you have to put in the amount that he actually did it for. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But anyways, we'll move on to our picks. Uh, loser as of right now is shotgunning a sundrop, and. Second place is giving for first place um, a best job. So, so that's how we'll roll. All right. So I'm going to let Mike lead it off because he's the champion. So first game we got is Saturday at 3.30. I put the times in there. I'm getting good. Um, Raiders at Bengals. Bengals are minus. I think it switched to five and a half. I have it at six here, but I'm going to do minus 5.5. I got the Bengals. All right. Minus five and a half. I have the Bengals as well. That makes me feel better because I took the Raiders. So All right. I was going to say, we got a triple stamp. I'm fucking out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the Raiders. That game, that game was a tough pick for me, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think all the playoff games are pretty hard to me. I'm going to lead it off going back. So, Riley, you're just going to be in the middle sure. uh, throughout the whole thing. So, Fair enough. we have the Patriots at the Bills. Bills are minus four and a half, and I'm going Patriots, and I'm giving it my double dog. I will be going Patriots, but I, I don't think it will be quite a double dog. So, Bills win the one close. Yes, sir. I got the Bills. 
All right. So Mike's the odd one out in that scenario. All right. Mike's leading off. We go to Sunday at noon. We have Eagles at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are minus eight and a half at home. I got the Eagles eight and a half. So Eagles plus eight and a half. I will be going with the Bucks minus eight and a half, obviously. All right. Riley's got the Bucks minus eight and a half. I have the Bucks minus eight and a half as well. So, so, so far, it looks like Mike's winning. Um, <laughs> next game we have is Sunday at 3.30, 49ers at the Cowboys. Cowboys are minus three. I switched my pick on this one about 10 times, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus three. I got the 49ers, reason being, I had a dream about this like two nights ago that the 49ers won 24 to 1. So give me a double dog on that one. 24 to 1, interesting 20, score. No, 24 to 21, excuse me. Oh, Sorry. okay, I was going to say. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, I got the Cowboys minus three. For me, it's the Cowboys defense. Garoppolo is going to give that ball up. I like and that's that. What the, and that's what the Cowboys do really, really well. I wanted to take the 49ers so bad because I hate the Cowboys. You look back on the Cowboys schedules, schedule, they did not beat anyone good. I think we've done it before, so we're not going to do it again. But we'll take your word <laughs> for it, Riley. He's, right. He doesn't know. He's all frozen. Oh, shit. Riley, Riley looks like uh, he's catching flies in his mouth right now. So we might be uh, <laughs> we might be tweeting out Riley's picks later. Uh, I'm sure he'll hop back in. Anyways, yeah. next game we have oh Sunday at 7:15. Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs are minus 12 and a half. We got Mike. I got the Chiefs. Chiefs minus 12 and a half. I am taking the Steelers on Big Ben's last ride. And you are a you are a Steelers apologist through and through. I am. I am that. I've always had a soft spot for him. I don't know why. I think we got Riley connecting back in here. So, hey, look at look at what we got. Look at this handsome son of a bitch getting right Absolute up just in time. Rookie move. This computer, the laptop died. That a boy. So yeah. you didn't miss anything. Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs are minus 12 and a half. Who you got? I think this is the one for me that was super tough. Um but I just think the Steelers, 12 and a half points is just too many points in the playoff playoffs, excuse me. The Chiefs have they haven't had many games where I feel like they really solidified um themselves as being a 12 and a half point favorite. So I'm going with Steelers. All right. All right. And I'm gonna lead off the last one. Cards at Rams. Rams are minus four, and I'm going with the Rams minus four in that game. I will go with the cards uh, plus four double dog it. I think the cards are going to show how much of a fraud Stafford is. Agreed. Double dog? Double dog. So if if I can't double on Riley's double dog, I can take the Eagles as my double dog. That's the only other dog I have. No, um, everyone had it done beforehand. So yeah. I don't think there's, there's no harm, no foul on that. Yeah, uh, so... I do not like any double. I don't like the favorites to win, right? So the Cardinals, I think, is the closest game. And I think the Cardinals just come out. like So they've been 
I think the Rams have beat them like basically the same way the Niners beat the Rams. I think the Rams do that to the Cardinals. This is the turnaround game. JJ Watts back, gonna light them up. All right. I yeah, I I don't know exact I just didn't like how the cards finished against um Seattle and then just paying attention to them after I stamped them as a really good team. I don't know. They haven't impressed me since since I I put my mark on them and said that I thought they were a good team. So I don't love either of those teams to get too far. They had a good matchup in the first round. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Rumple Fantasy 8 slash 9. So we're going to be doing our Rumple Fantasy 8 slash 9. So it's going to be the Rumple Fantasy 9 on DraftKings until we can figure out an easier way for people to put teams in. Um, look on Twitter or Facebook for the link to the Banging on the Drum League. Plus, I'm going to try to have it in the podcast notes. So it should just be easy link. Click on it. Submit your teams. I don't know if you guys picked teams beforehand. You didn't have to. I see on DraftKings that they kind of hide the teams from people. So they can't copy your picks. But I don't know if you guys with your big old swinging dicks want to throw your teams on the line and, and let people cheat off you. So I don't have a team that you could actually acquire with a budget, but I got a team that I like this week as the, as my, uh, Hardy's team. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Let's team of the week do that. And we're going to figure out a way to do it the way we want to do it. We just want to do it without a salary cap, simple, easy peasy pick, whoever the heck you want. And and roll Show us your brain. Right? So you don't have to figure it into a thing. Show us your brain. Yeah. All right, Mike, let it rip. So I got so I got Mahomes. I'm heavy Chiefs. I I like them to stomp on the Steelers this week. I got Mahomes, and then I got James Conner touchdown machine for the Cardinals. Seems like he's scoring a touchdown at least every week. It's not accurate, but it feels like it, right? Joe Mixon, I think the Bengals are going to be good this week. Got Tyreek Hill, double points. Hopefully he's not hindered by the injury in three games. I'm assuming that Kate, like they rested him so that he'd be ready for this following week. That'd be my assumption. Jamar Chase, because I don't know, in the AFC, he feels like the best wide receiver in the AFC right now. Yeah, he's a monster. Cowboys defense, but that's because they're facing Garoppolo. Yeah. I think the mistakes Garoppolo makes, the Cowboys are going to take advantage of. Yeah, I could see Diggs taking one back to the house too. So yep. Maybe get some points on it. Um, all right. So I, so I got Kelsey triple points out of the Chiefs. Um, and then I got so I don't think DraftKings allows a kicker. Does it? I think it does. Do we do a kicker for DraftKings? I don't think you do. But anyway, I got Matt Prater no. because I like the Cardinals on the Monday night game. Like it. All right. Riley, you got a team? I, I'm going to level with you. I did my homework, and I did it on Fantasy King. <laughs> and it's probably not going to be good if you guys I recall. I'm pretty awful at this, but I can certainly give you my team. 
and just just do the opposite of those. All right, um, let it rip as fast as you can. Uh, if you have to do that, at Riley's team's going to I got it up. I got it up. It's um, Jalen Hurts, uh, Zeke, uh, Devin Singletary, Brandon Ayuk, or Ayuk, uh, Cooper for the Cowboys. Uh, is it Christian Kirk for the Cardinals? Um, Gronk, Darren Waller, and the Chiefs defense. And that's with the salary. So obviously it's it's not going to be as good um, in the ears as Mike's team. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. and and we found out you don't pick a kicker. So yeah, yeah. Riley didn't have a kicker on there. Yeah. My kicker for you guys is Carlson. He's gonna he's gonna keep it close in Cincinnati. All right, that's what we have for the show for the week. Um, I want to give a big out, uh, big shout out to what, Mike Rutz. Is his last name? Yep. Yes. Yeah, for coming in hanging out with us, watching the national championship, giving us his picks. Uh, my buddy, Tyler, everybody that jumped in to give picks um, or emailed picks. My mom emailed her, her pick to me. And this is a section where we're going to let the picks roll. So if you gave a pick here is where you're going to be in. So thank you. For All right, now bringing on our first celebrity guest, my beautiful fiance, Gabriela Prado Tanji. Who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl, baby? Packers in Kansas City. Who do you think is going to win? The Packers, obviously, because we're going to whoop some ass. <laughs> What's the score going to be? 24 17. 24 17. Yeah. Packers over Kansas City. We're just not, I don't think we would score more because our kicker is having a tough year, but. There we go. You heard it here first. Packers versus Kansas City, 24 to 17 Packers playing. Love you, Matt LaFleur. All right. We got a whole family coming in hot. First, we're going to start out with Finnegan. All right, Finn, who is going, who's going to the Super Bowl? Um. The Green Bay Packers and the Titans. The Green Bay Packers and the Titans. What's the score going to be, Finn? Green Bay is going to have 24. 24. 24 Green Bay, 21 Titans. 24 to 21. So Green Bay, 24. Titans, 21. Packers win the Super Bowl. How about that? Can you say go Pack go? Go Packers. <laughs> Who we got next? I'll go next and then I can get, get the baby out of here. Right, um, so I am going with Green Bay and the Steelers. Green Bay and the Steelers. That's bold. It's mainly because I want to see Matt LaFleur and Mike Tomlin in the same area, and I'm hoping they do a dance-off. Oh, oh, those are those are my two guys. Um, and then Matt Mulvaney, he's my guy too. Um, Green Bay 27, Steelers 17. 27-17, I like it. Yep. That, we got some Steelers fans that are going to be hopping in here that are like that too. All right, next we got my dad, 
football expert, Coney Island lover, sun drop crusher, Tim Jerome. Who's going yeah. to the Super Bowl, Dad? I, Green Bay and Kansas City. Green Bay, Kansas City. What do you got for the score? I got 31-28 Packers. 31-28 Packers. I like yeah, it. They're going to win by a field goal in the last minute. I like it. I like it. Um, who's Who are the Packers going to play in the NFC Championship? NFC Championship, I think they're going to play Tampa Bay. Rematch of last year. Yeah, and we're going to smoke them. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, so we'll reiterate it. You have Packers, Chiefs, 31-28? Yes. 31-28. All right. Like it. Is Matt hopping in here? Yep. Ollie's going to go next. All right, next we have hockey first place winner this past weekend. Where was the tournament? Uh, Rice Lake. So Oliver played hockey in Rice Lake. Sparta took home the gold medal. All right, who do you got for your Super Bowl picks, Oliver? Uh, I got Green Bay and the Bills. Nice. And the score. And the score is going to be 32 to 17. Packers. We got Lennon in here too. 32 17 Packers. Yes. Yep. All right. Next, we're rolling over to Matt and Lennon. Oh, maybe not Lennon. Just Matt. Matt, who's here? At Green Bay and Buffalo also. Nice. Score? It's going to be 31 to 17. 31 to 17. Lots of people are saying pretty similar scores. So maybe we're on to something. I think the Packers got to score 30 to win. And then Lennon? Lennon, last but not least. Come in. Come say hi. He's going with Green Bay and the Raiders. Green Bay and the Raiders. We don't got a score for this one. No score, nope. Uh, But he thinks the Packers are going to win or the Raiders are going to win? He hasn't been too clear on that answer. We'll let his older brother speak for him. Packers over the Raiders. Yep. They 31-17 for him. Sure. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you guys for dropping in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Now, welcoming to the show, my buddy uh, that I worked with down in Hurlburt, Tyler. Tyler, who's who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's winning it? What's the score? All right. Man, as a diehard Steeler fan, my dream would be a repeatable Super Bowl 45. Big Ben beats the Packers and Rodgers, walks off into the sunset. And retires a champion. But we all know that's not going to happen. Steelers have sucked this year and somehow skirted into the playoffs. But as a realist, and as much as it pains me to say, I think it's going to be the Bengals versus the Packers. Bengals will narrowly beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. And the Packers will absolutely dominate the Cowboys. Because uh, the, pa- the Cowboys suck in postseason and can't handle the pressure in Lambeau. 
Yeah, I'm curious if the Cowboys won't get knocked out by the 49ers right away. But who knows? The 49ers are hot right now, so that could be a possibility. But I feel like they're somehow going to stumble their way with home field advantage into the NFC Championship, but then just get blown out by Rodgers. And then for the Super Bowl, it's going to be a slugfest. But Rodgers ends up winning 41 to 38. 41 to 38. I think you got our highest total so far. I like it, though. You're the first one to pick the Bengals. You'd be surprised someone picked the Steelers to get there. Well, that's my dream, but it's definitely, <laughs> definitely not going to happen. It's unless Watt gets like seven sacks a game each game. Yeah, I don't know. Like the way Ben kind of like willed them in the – not that it was all him. Like I was watching on the red zone. I got to go back before we record our next episode. But some of the throws I seen him make, like I was like, dang, he's just willing to win. And it didn't look like like it looked like he was content with it being his last game. And I think once he realized what was at stake, like maybe he's seen that Jacksonville was whooping the Colts. It was like, OK, I'm turning it on. Let's win this one. So so what I uh, what I keep seeing is uh, Ben's either the worst or the best player on the uh on the field he either throws the absolute worst passes you've ever seen or just straight dimes yeah yeah and he dropped a couple dimes there late all right i like it so we have packers 41 bengals 38 in the super bowl this is coming from a steelers fan too so we're not completely biased on this podcast we're just mostly biased on this thing thank you tyler for giving us a pick here of course. And when it happens, when the Steelers actually win, I'll be so happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you get the, the get the closest two, we're going to send you a 12 pack of Sundrop, a soda you've never even heard of. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Not bad, man. How are you? Good. Thank- good, good. Thanks for coming. Um, Hell yeah. You're here for some Super Bowl picks, so why don't you give us uh, one from the NFC, one from the AFC, a winner, and maybe a scoreline, maybe a reasoning. I think I think I know where you're going. So <laughs> I hope I hope it's the Packers, man. I hope we get those key pieces, you know, Ja and Z back. You know, I'm hoping it's the Packers, but I think I'm gonna go with the Packers from the NFC for sure. Um, yeah, just I think they're the most complete team right now, for sure, without a doubt. NFC, that's a that's a that's a hard one. If Derrick Henry comes back with the Titans, I think they're they're definitely a contender there. So hopefully the Titans. So Titans, Packers, hopefully the Packers. Be a close game, 24-21, maybe. A little scoring. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. You want a good I want a good game. Yeah. Roll up your like sleeves kind of game, man, for sure. I like Without it. A doubt. I like it. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Now welcoming Garrett. Garrett, who's going to the Super Bowl and who's winning this farting thing? I am going to say the Packers and the Chiefs. Packers come out on top 33-31. I like it. I like it. Ooh, that's be a tight. Close game. I feel like it's going to be whoever has the ball last in their hands, or maybe Packers can get a defensive stop if 
Mahomes has a ball last. I also think that the Packers defensive front will be able to make some plays without blitzing all game and really trouble Mahomes, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping the Chiefs get knocked out beforehand, but same. I wouldn't want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl either. That'd be my last. Chiefs, Titans. I'm trying to think of good. Like, I think if the Bengals get their way there, that would be an easy one. But what do I know? Right. Just the one team I really wouldn't trust is the Chiefs, just because of how explosive they are. And we've seen how explosive they are. So, and they've done it before. So they've yeah. got guys that have been there, done that. Yep. Sweet. Thanks for dropping in, Garrett. Of course. Glad I could make a cameo. Yeah, you're you're gonna be famous after this. There's gonna be about those, 30 people. Those 30 people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks again, Garrett. All right, Emily, you're being recorded now. So now welcoming to the show, my sister, Emily. Who's going to the Super Bowl, Emily? The Green Bay Packers and the I forgot what else I picked. Come up with it. They the Steelers. Live. There we go. What's the what's the score going to be? Um, Packers twenty eight, Steelers fourteen. I like it. Blowout. Easy. Yeah. Easy win. Easy money. What do you think, Mike? I like it. That's a great score. Better than the first one they had against the Steelers. So I'll take it. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for your pick, Em. Yep. All right, now welcoming to the show, Brad. Brad, who's going to the Super Bowl? I'm going to say Packers and Titans. Packers it's going to be 34-28. 34-28. I like that one. Obviously Packers, correct? Obviously, yeah. 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 Brad, Brad was on the train that inspired the, the song, All Them Suckers Can Eat My Shorts. Yes, uh, you were. You made me eat the words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What week was that? That was the Cardinals. People were picking the Cardinals to beat the Packers. I think that was yeah, it. that was Cardinals, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the pick, Brad. All right. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. Softball what? Extraordinaire? Yeah, go for it. Now welcome into the show our buddy, uh, softball extraordinaire, Jared Selbrate. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be the Lions. And the Jaguars, and I think the score is going to be 24 to 10. Jaguars win. All right. Thank you, Jared. It's a great pick. Teams that are definitely in it. Anytime, boys. Now, welcome to the show. One of my fastest friends I've ever met. This kid's speedier than lightning. My buddy, Kevin Anderson. Kevin, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl this year? Hi, guys. I am going to go with the Yankees and my favorite team of all time, the Boston Red Sox. Yes. What's the score going to be, Kevin? The final score is going to be seven to nothing. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one. And you got the Red Sox winning that one? Yep. Red Sox winning. Nomar's going to hit a home run. (laughs) All right. I like the pick, Kevin. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Anytime. You stay fast, buddy.
welcoming to the show now one of my best friends. This kid's a dreamer, if you know him. Uh, Kyle Anderson. Kyle, who you got going to the Super Bowl? I got the Packers coming out of the NFC and the Bengals coming out of the AFC. Ooh, you're the first one. What's the, what's the score going to be? Packers 33, Bengals 28. So I like that. So that's the team I think I think it's cursing us right now, but uh that I want to see the most in the Super Bowl. I feel like the Chiefs and who else would be scary? Chiefs, whatever. Sorry, I'm rambling now. So <laughs> Kyle has the Packers and Bengals 33 to 28. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was originally gonna go Chiefs, but I feel like that's too easy and the playoffs never go exactly how they're supposed to. So I like the Bengals. They're frisky. I do too. Um, fun team to watch as well. Uh, yeah, I picked the Chiefs early, so I think I got to stick with them. I picked them in week 11 because I'm lame. But thank you for coming on and giving your pick, Kyle. Not a chicken like the rest of some of those people. Yeah, no problem. Happy to help out. Repping, uh, banging the drum wherever I go. There we go. That's what we like to hear. All right. Love you, Kyle. Welcoming back to the show for the second time, our fast food expert, Mark. Mark, who you got going to the Super Bowl? I have, out of the NFC, the Green Bay Packers, and out of the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. What's the score going to be? The Packers are going to win 31-20. to 20. Aaron Rodgers will come back. I like it, Mark. Great pick. I think I'm going to be on the same teams. All right. Thanks for swinging in, Mark. Appreciate it, Pat. Thanks. now for the Doherty Kids' picks. Kennedy, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Packers. How much are they going to win by? Uh, A thousand. Cameron, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Packers. How much are they going to win by? One hundred. Red dog. Hi, my name is Greeny. I am Patrick's mom. Um, I'm going to submit my prediction for the 2022 Super Bowl. I have to say I did get a little help with this, so hopefully I got good help. Um, I believe it'll be Green Bay and the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl. I'm predicting Green Bay 27 and the Titans 24. Wish me luck. Thanks. And that is it for the show. Thanks for the picks. Um, whoever wins that is going to get free breakfast from Mike at Hardee's. That's that's what the deal is going to be. So you're going to be eating with Mike at Hardee's in Oakdale, Oakdale for breakfast. And yeah, like I said, that that's a reward for that. Um, do want to give a shout out to Mike's sister and her company again. Um, Mike, what's the company and what's the deal again? Journeyonboutique.com and uh, 30% off promo uh, with the bangy. promo code bangy. So right. go ahead and give them a shot. It's a uh, Clothes for your, 
I guess it could be for you if you're a female that's listening or you. Yeah, we have a decent female following. So yeah, check it out. If you're a female that follows us or listens to us, um, could be for you or if you, you know, a significant other for sure. It's more along the lines of that. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Don't get it wrong. Don't be uh, chasing a perfect team. Uh, you're not getting that shit either way. So Yes, you will. And that's what we got for the episode. Riley, you got anything to throw in at the end? Not really, but um glad to be back from my second episode. And thank you guys for having me again. All right, Riley. I'm not going to try to be too mean and bring up a sore subject. So this episode's going out oh, to our no. boy, our boy Boots and the Olsen family. Uh, they lost a family friend of 19 years. Great dog. Yeah, Boots. He's, I mean, on the bright side, of it, he was old. His time was coming. He, he was a spoiled dog. He lived his best life. So, Oh, yeah. He grew up in a household of five kids. So, you know, you know that dog had a fun life. And he got to see all the kids live in the house and move out of the house. So, good life for a puppy. Boots, this one's for you. And then all those suckers that doubted the Packers can eat my shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.